it's Chojo Hart with the Sales Hero Podcast. We're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to create repeatable best practices and systems, and of course, building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at jojerard.ca and at saleshero.academy.com. Today, we're going to be talking about the 10 keys to selling. I did a bit of an interviewing with some of my clients and, and contacts and partners and just said, you know, what are the things that are really making an impact? So we put that together. We got these 10 keys. This is an absolute must-have if you're going to succeed in selling this year. It's also a blog post, so check that out on the link as well. And remember, this is all about just keeping things simple, having fun, and getting back to just helping more people buy from you. So let's get started. Hello, hello. What's up? Today, we are going to be talking about the 10 keys to selling. Now, this uh, I started writing this post and it got a little bit out of control because I just uh, I just cut onto a roll. I, th- I was trying to write something actually quite uh, quite short. Uh, it just kept going. And so this one, uh, I really uh, I had a lot of fun with this because over the last little while, I've been working a lot with my clients and a lot with sales reps from all over the world, different uh, industries, different sizes from, you know, small entrepreneurs to large corporations. And I've been putting together some of the, the sort of the keys, the, the fundamentals, the things that are, that are making an impact for them, the, the challenges that they have and the ways that they're taking action. So that's what this post is all about. This podcast is to help you just kind of simplify things. Now we're going to go through a lot of stuff, but I want you to think about how you can apply this to your business, to your sales process, and whether you have a lot of experience, you've been doing this a long time, or you're thinking like, man, I'm just not in sales. I'm going to hire a sales rep. I've had some conversations like that recently. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like this is, this is the fundamental. If you can build a really simple kind of mindset and language process, build the right conversations, everything is so much easier. And so that's what today is about is how to just pre- basically sell anything without any experience required. And so whatever your background is, I'd like you just to make, take a second and just clear your mind and say, okay, I'm open to this conversation and I want to ask myself, uh, do I do these things? Do I struggle with these things? Do I have this stuff that happens? And, and how honest and authentic can I be with myself in my own process? And that self-awareness, that ability to self-diagnose is a really, really big skill. So, like I said, I've been uh, been on a bunch of calls, and it's been good because uh, I talk to my clients and just say, you know, let's let's talk about this. You know, what's the thing that you are trying to make an impact with? What are the challenges that you're having? What are some of the takeaways from our sessions? And I've put together these ten things that will help you. And so, um, you know, the I haven't written actually a blog post or, or done a podcast uh, for almost a month, uh, and and I feel a little bit guilty, but not really because you know this is um, this is what I've been working on. I've been doing all these things, working with clients, and now I'm to start putting all of this back into the content and stuff. So I'm having some fun with it. Um, but what we've been learning is just really some of the keys and, and, and man, it's so fun. It's so cool to be able to see people go from this place of, you know, con, you know, being overwhelmed, you know, having this lack of clarity to being completely confident going into any sales call, being able to create predictability, being able to just know how things, how things are going to go and just feel like, wow, this is so much easier. This is so much more normal than what I doing before. And so uh, the what we're looking at is a uh, is trying to just keep things simple. And so these te- I'm going to give you these 10 keys to selling, which is what I'm calling them. And each one of these just ask yourself, how does this apply to my business? How does this apply to what I'm currently doing and is there something that I can work on? So the first key to selling, you guys hear me talk about this all the time is don't be a salesy weirdo. And this was something that just came up uh, this year. I was on a conversation, I was listening to all these sales calls and I'm like, what is the word that I'm looking for to describe this phenomenon of people just, 
you know, like just having these weird conversations. And I was like, that's, and that's what it was. It was just, you're being weird. And so people ask me, well, what if I'm already a weirdo? It doesn't matter if you're already naturally weird um, and, and that take pride in however you are authentically you. What it means to be a salesy weirdo is this disconnect, this distance between how you normally talk with people and this weird like person that you try and become when you're selling. And I know I do the same thing. I always have to try and catch myself on my podcast or when I'm interviewing or whatever I'm doing to be like, is that who I really am or is that somebody I'm trying to be? And that's the that's that self-talk is to say, you know what, I was just being weird. And so I have now a lot of my clients come to me and say, hey, Joe, can you listen to this call or can we talk about this thing? I was being a weirdo. And I'm like, man, that feels really cool. And I just like, that's what they're saying now. So it's, it's kind of this like safe, open word to say, you know what, I know know that feels weird. I know it feels weird the way I feel selling and I know how it feels weird when I'm being sold to. And so I've, I've categorized there's two kinds of weirdos. The first one is that overly formal and serious like closer type of salesy weirdo where it's, you know, I, this is what I hear a lot of people trying to be. This is what they think selling needs to be where they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. And they just sound like real, I always call it like a marketing kind of douchebag. Like they just sound way too weird, right? I, <laughs> I just going to keep saying weird. The second one is the other one, which is on the other end, which is the overly enthusiastic, everything's awesome kind of salesy weirdo where they call you up and you can smell it right away because they're like, hi, Joe, how are you today? And I'm like, oh God, what are you selling? Right? Because you can tell right away. So, you know, just if you're doing either one of those things, just please, please stop doing it. Right? The key to all of this is to be like just super normal, be a normal person that people would want to talk to. And so, one of the things that I do on all my uh, coaching clients with all my clients is we we spend a bunch of time uh, on pre call planning and how we open our calls because everything that happens happens in that first 30 to 90 seconds. And one of the best tips I'll give you, and this is only on if you're listening to the podcast, uh, the best tip that I've ever figured out for myself is that when I get on phone calls, I close my eyes in the first about 30 seconds because when you're face-to-face, the best thing you can do is have eye contact. But on the phone, there's all sorts of stuff trying to distract you. And so when I close my eyes, I'm just trying to imagine who I'm talking to on the other end. And I'm actually closing my eyes right now as I'm thinking about it is just really connect with another person. And that like that opening, that pre-call planning sets the stage for everything you're going to do. And so for me, my pre-call planning and my uh, the way that the the way that I want to be perceived, the way that I want to be a non-salesy weirdo is I just think to myself, if that person's talking to me, I want them to think hey, this sounds like a guy I would hang out with and have a beer, go to the pub and talk business with. If I can nail that as a perception, as a personal brand, everything else is going to be super easy. So that's tip number one. Just don't be a weirdo. Just try and be normal. Try and be authentic. Be genuinely yourself. That kind of stuff. Key to selling number two, be a master listener right? This is, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who, um, he just did his master's, uh, his MBA and whatever he was doing, but he was talking about how in all of the courses you took, there's not one thing that you take that teaches you how to be a better listener. Everything that we learn is all about how do we say this? How do we build this? How do we make this? How do we sell it? And we never practice how to be an effective listener. It's crazy to me because that is the number one skill 
that you should be working on if you're going to say it, if you're going to sell anything. So you got to ask yourself, are you catching yourself, you know, waiting for your turn to speak? Are you interrupting people? Are you going, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Are you not pausing when they say something? Are you not acknowledging when they say stuff? Do you talk more than you listen? Those are some of the big things. If you can get good at listening and really paying attention and, 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 and connecting with people, man, you're going to, you're going to be way further ahead. Um, and I can listen, I can list a ton of these things that we can go through, but you know, really your goal is, is to effectively help your customer, you have to identify what's going on. You have to understand what's going on and you have to get them to invest in what you're doing. And you can't do that by just telling them a bunch of stuff, right? So here's a couple things you can do is, is the, the first one is, uh, I've got a post that I've linked to is the three part sales conversation. Uh, it's all about, uh, men and women and how men are bad listeners, but it applies to the sales conversation as well. You can check that out. Uh, the second one is when people speak to you, don't rush to say the next thing, right? It's okay to like pause, acknowledge what they said, and then and then make them feel listened to. Ask another question. Too many times I hear somebody will say, uh, they'll, they'll ask a question, the customer will say a bunch of stuff, and then they go, okay, yep, that makes sense, and then they just go to the next thing. I'm like, pause, you know, just be okay to like be uncomfortable in that silence for like 10 seconds, and just go, hmm, it's really interesting what you said. You mentioned this, blah, 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 and you get into a better dialogue, and that comes into point number three is take really good notes. People are going to say things to you that are going to give you a complete opportunity to dig deeper on what they're saying. Things like words like, you know, I struggled with this, or I was scared about this, or I was uneasy about this. I was excited, nervous. We tried that before. It didn't work. You know, we're doing some research right now. Whatever they say to you, take some notes and go, hey, remember you mentioned that thing where you said you were struggling? Can you tell me more about what that was like? What was going on there? How did that affect you? And you go into this conversation, right? And that brings on to point number three. Key to selling number three is have patience in your conversation, right? This is exactly on that last point is somebody's going to say something like we, we, what I hear is that salespeople, they get when they start to map out what they're going to say to people, they have this list of like five, 10 questions they want to get through. And they feel like if we don't go through all of these questions, we haven't done our job. But the the key to this is to say, hey, stop. If we can build a dialogue around one piece of information, isn't that more powerful than very surface conversations about a bunch of stuff? Totally. And so that last thing is if somebody says, hey, I was struggling with this. I, you know, We didn't hit our budget. We've been struggling to be able to make this happen. You say, tell me about that. And they tell you a little bit more. So, oh, that's interesting. And, and then you share something with them. Now you have this like really rich, this dialogue around that piece. That is way more powerful than getting through your script. Okay, so that's what I want you to do. The goal of any sales conversation is to just move people forward, move them closer to you, move the conversation, advance it a little bit, not to interrogate them. And uh, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to establish trust. You're trying to establish credibility. You're trying to connect with them and give yourself 1000% permission to just stay on a topic for much longer. You're going to find way more value. Your customer's going to find value. And you're going to, rather than trying to get through everything, you're going to establish a lot more uh, trust in that. So just show them that you're interested in what they're saying. Ask deeper questions. Go a little bit more into this and just enjoy that part of it. Okay, key to selling number four, and I know I'm whipping through this, uh, but you can go back, you can slow it down to every one. It's not my problem. <laughs> You're listening to this. So key to selling number four, be consistent, right? The easiest, easiest way to explain this, I've been trying to figure out how to explain consistency. So go get sold to. 
Go apply for things. I, I subscribe to all sorts of newsletters. Uh, over the last couple months, we were looking at some CRM technology for myself, for some clients, and uh, I was blown away at how crappy salespeople are to me as a customer. And, and it's almost like they've all gone to the same school of, I don't really want your business Dot com. I don't know where they're learning it, but this is what happens. So the, the key to it is, is how can you be authentic and consistent whether they buy from you or not? So I'm going to give you an example is this is what happened. It almost like, it's almost like the exact same process from all these places. So for example, I was looking at CRMs and so I'd fill out something online and I'd, I'd apply and then sometime in the next day or three, I would get the email that's like, Hey, I'm so glad you reached out to us. Our next step is let's have a conversation, see how we can meet your needs, blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, I get that phone call that says almost the exact same thing. And then it's like, hey, when can we speak? I'd really like to talk to you. And they use that salesy weirdo number two, which is, hey, Joe, this is so-and-so from XYZ Company, and I want to talk to you about your needs. Let's set up a time, blah, blah, blah. And they're super enthusiastic. And then I ignored them. Then they get a call, like maybe the next day or the day after, and you could tell that they changed a little bit. They're a little bit frustrated. I didn't answer their call right away. So it's, it feels more like they have to call me. And it's like, hey, haven't heard from you. When's a good time for us to speak? And it's almost like they're feeling a little bit annoyed. And then I don't call back, right? I don't respond to the email. And the last one, it's almost like clockwork. It comes in like a day or two later. And it basically says this. It's an email that says, hey, we've, we've unsuccessfully tried to reach you. And if I don't hear back from you by, let's say, end of the week, uh, I'll just close your file. I'll consider you not interested. And in my mind, I'm like, what file do you have of me? And how presumpt- pres- presumptuous are you to think that, you know, I have to jump over all these hoops or jump through these hoops to become your customer? Because they don't realize at that time, I got a hundred things on my mind. And right when I started to apply for these different CRMs, some other things happened in our business. So they became less of a priority. But what they did is they said, because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. And even though I didn't give you any value, I'm going to consider you not a customer. And you know what? This is happening everywhere. Think about how you've been sold to. Think about how you're selling and how quickly we rush to, to say this person's not interested. And the key to it is that it's not that they're not interested. It's that you're not being interesting. You're not adding value. You're not doing something for them. If somebody would just keep saying, hey, I, I know that you're probably busy. Here's something else you want to look at. I know you're doing some research. Can I ask you a couple questions? Be a part of their world and show some empathy, right? We talked about empathy and as a listener, that's the biggest thing you can do is be empathetic about the world that your customer is is in, right? And so if you're selling this way, if you're doing it this way, please stop, right? Yeah, you got to follow up. Yes, you have to ask yourself, you know, uh, you know, are they going to buy from me? Are they serious? How do they fit in my pipeline? Blah, blah, blah. But you have to ask that. You have to ask yourself, what's in it for them, right? If you look at that example, I'm telling you is there's nothing in it for me. It's just like, they just want my time. They just want me to answer their question. If I don't, I'm a bad customer and be very, very careful, when you do this, as you're probably eliminating a huge market opportunity, a huge potential customer base, because you have to ask yourself, what kind of a service, what, what kind of service would I want as a customer? And then go do that when you sell to others. Okay. Key to selling number five, uh, this is a big one for me, is think of your customer as a long-term partner. When you approach all of your customers' interactions um, from this mindset of long-term strategic partner that you want to be a resource for them rather than a nuisance, all sorts of cool things happen. Now, 
when you start thinking about this, all of these other points and these 10 points all make total sense, right? Because long term, you want to be as normal as possible, not be weird. So you don't have to be two different people like Jekyll and Hyde. You want to be able to listen to them better. You want to be consistent. You want to have fun. You want to do all this stuff. And that's what a strategic partner does. And so look at your customer's world through their eyes. Be empathetic about what's going on. And imagine that, you know, when, when, when you're dealing with them and, and, and you work your butt off, to just try and add value to them. Imagine what it would take for them to invite you into a boardroom, into a management discussion, into a strategic planning uh, scenario where you're part of the initial conversation, whether they buy from you or not. What would it take? Who would you have to be to be that kind of a person for them? And and if you apply all of these keys, you have real insightful, opportunity-focused conversations. Now it becomes more... Uh, you and them against the problem rather than you versus them, right? I always thought, I always think in terms of, you know, what would I have to do rather than me and you across the table, you and me standing side by side, looking at this thing with, with strategy and, and, and partnership facilitated collaborative solution focused mindset. It changes the way you sell rather than I want something from you. It's like, what do we need to do to solve this problem together? It completely changes it. And, and so for me, one of the language uh, switches that I make is that when I'm talking to somebody else, Ultimately, I want to be able to think, wow, this is a really interesting project. And I think that actually we would work well together. And I'd love to consider bringing you on as a client. Now, just think about that for a second. I would love to consider bringing you on as a client, not, oh, please, you know, please give me money as, as a vendor. No, if you have something of value, the product, the service you have, you want to find the right customers that will buy your product and that you will all succeed long term together as partners. Hope that makes sense. Now, the next one, key to selling number six is be confident in everything that you're doing. And I'm talking confidence, not cocky, right? So one of them, um, I have a, what I call a sales call rubric. And one of the areas in there is the, is the way that on how well we ask for commitment. And so there's a way you can download that uh, on the post here as well. Essentially, when you ask someone to make a decision, do you do it with a question mark or an exclamation mark? Right. What that means is that when you're telling somebody the next step goes like this, are you asking like from back on your heels going, well, I hope you'd buy for me. Please buy for me, blah, blah, blah. Or you'd be like, this is so exciting. Here's what we're going to do next. Let's get let's get started. Let's get enrolled. Let's move this thing forward. Right. And when you describe what you do, are you, you know, a little bit are you excited, but also not too eager? Are you just like in that sweet spot of just confident about what you're doing? And one of the things I talk about a lot is mirror neurons in the, in the in our mind uh, or in our brain. And mirror neurons are basically um, it's that thing like if you're eating a banana uh, and somebody sees you eating a banana, their brain fires the same way as if they were eating a banana. Same thing with yawns and all these things that seem contagious. But what we're doing is that mirror neurons play a huge role in connecting uh, your message to others. So if you're confident, you transfer that confidence to others. Likewise, if you present, uh, I guess unconfidently, you're going to tap into that subconscious reptilian brain in your customer's mind, that spidey sense starts to tingle and they go, they don't feel confident. I don't feel confident. This feels uneasy. And now you create resistance. So whatever you're going to talk about, you have to make sure that you believe it and that you're super confident about what you're doing. Okay. Key to selling number seven, keep your language simple. I, I've been looking at this, um, this thing called the fluency effect. It's a really kind of neat area of study. And it's essentially that how, how we communicate is really just it relies on how effectively your message is actually delivered. Not what you say, 
but how it's received, right? So if you use complicated words, unnecessary fonts in design, complex descriptions, jargon, all these kinds of things, you run this risk of your message not being received because they have to process it. It has to be fluent in their mind. So uh, a couple months ago, I wrote a blog on how to sell to a 13-year-old um, and, and basically to see if what you're saying makes sense to them. So you, this is why I'm saying stop using acronyms and jargon and, and just complicated things to try and sound smart and just start talking like a human. Right. So my question I ask myself is, can I simplify a complex idea or do I just mask mediocre ideas with complex language? And so that's kind of one of those tests to go, hmm, do I do I need to say all of these things? If I send an email, do I try and sound smart by adding all these extra words or can I just make it really simple? Here's what it is. This is what it is. My job is to make your life easier, make it more fun. Let's sell, make some money. That's kind of what we talk about. No matter how complex the sale is, you can simplify it. So everybody goes, yeah, I like this. This feels good. Okay. The next one, uh, key to selling number eight is, is this is a tough one for a lot of people is be more vulnerable. Okay. Now vulnerability means that, um, you know, in the last key, uh, number seven, it's, it's totally okay to not know something, right? It's totally fine. If you don't know something, um, you don't need to make stuff up. You don't need to try and sound smart. You don't need to invent fancy words and you don't need to try and impress people, right? What you need to do is let people be impressed by you. So when I do big group sessions, this is probably one of the most difficult things that we have to we have to go through. It's one of those conversations I like to have. I like to do some activities around this. And it's it's so funny to see, especially in sales, nobody really wants to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to admit weakness. They don't want to, you know, but they want to put on that armor, not flinch. They want to have all the right answers and just seem like they're superhuman. But the challenge is when we think about mirror neurons, right? Think about that for a second. What we're doing is we're asking in a sales conversation, we're asking our clients to be more vulnerable, to open up, to share with us. And so when we have this perfect, everything is awesome kind of front, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do the same thing. And so what you need to do is just be normal, open up, tell them some things that maybe you're unclear about, you know, be open and honest about, Hey, I don't really fully understand what we're talking about there. Can I ask you a couple questions and just, you know, share maybe a lesson that you've learned in your business or perhaps you're having a hard time holding your new year's, new year's resolutions. Tell them about that. The more you can connect with them on, on that sort of human, vulnerable, real place, the more they're going to open up and you guys can have a really honest conversation. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you know, spilling all your guts and crying and having a big session like that. I'm just saying be more, be more normal, be more vulnerable, be okay with talking about the real world. And so, you know, vulnerability doesn't mean that, that you're weak. It doesn't mean weakness. It means you're human and humans buy from other humans. And so, you know, for me, like whether, whether I'm talking to a CEO of a huge company or a small entrepreneur, I try and apply this all the time because it's, it's way easier just to, to have a, a real conversation, to have a real connection with somebody and talk about things that are on your mind that, you know, like, I don't fully understand what you're saying there. Can we ask this? Mm, I'm not sure about that. It's totally, it's so much easier. Anyways, Key to selling number nine, we're going to talk about disrupting their patterns. And so uh, I, I've mentioned this. We talk a lot about neuroscience and that, but the, the field of study that I'm really loving right now is called social cognitive neuroscience. And so trying to keep it simple, that fluency effect is basically it's just how our brains work when we interact with other people, other humans. And so over the last decade or so, there's been a lot of advances in, in technology to be able to study how the brain works, especially with fMRIs. And so we're able to now look and see how brains actively work during different scenarios. And so we're going to see a lot of really cool stuff happening from that. And so I have a whole bunch of stuff that I talk about on how the brain works, that psychology, the neuroscience, the cognition. But really to keep it simple, 
think about this for a sec. In your day to day, you're surrounded by buzzes and beeps, all this stimulus, you know, email, social media, videos, family, you've got all this stuff that you're trying to do. So now I want you to think for a second, empathize with your poor customer. If you've got all that stuff going on, so do they. They've got it just as bad as you. And now you want to come in and steal some of their energy. You want to try and confuse them and give them more info and give them a bunch of stuff to think about. So shame on you, right? Give them the content info. Your job is to help them to make their lives easier, right? They've got a lot on their mind. And so what are you going to do? to do to disrupt that thinking and get them to pay attention to you, right? So the way it works in our brain is the survival mechanism. It's called the reptilian brain, and its job is to act like a gatekeeper. So as information comes in, its job is to process this. So if it's not new and exciting, we dismiss it. We ignore it, right? If it's new and exciting, then it says, hey, should we think about this? If it's new and exciting and something we should think about, then it gets processed into our neocortex and our thinking brain. So we actually start to go, hmm, this is interesting. Let's look at this, right? So before you start giving a bunch of information, you have to ask yourself if you're doing, uh, if what you're doing for your customers is actually new and exciting. When their attention starts to waver and their eyes gloss over, which is totally normal in conversations, what are you going to do to bring them back? Can you share a story, an insight, some kind of really cool thing or something that they've never thought of? right? That's what we're trying to do in all of our conversations is just get them to pay attention. Stop looking over there. Stop looking at your phone. Stop thinking about all these hundreds of things and get them just to just focus on what you're saying. And if what you're saying is neither new or exciting, you're going to be ignored. And so that's why when I was telling you about the follow-up and the systems and all these people that are trying to get a hold of me, if you don't try and grab my attention, I'm not going to pay attention to you just because you want me to, right? If your customers aren't paying attention to you, do something to make them pay attention, right? The last one, key to selling number 10, have fun. I can't stress this one enough. You know, for me, like I said, I tried to keep it short today, but I got carried away. I got out of control because I love this stuff, man. This is like, I love doing this every single day. I love talking to salespeople. I love helping people sell more. These are the things that actually make a difference. All the other tools and tricks and technology, nobody cares. These are people talking to people, having fun, having good conversations. And so I hope that all of these points connect with you in some way, give you some takeaways that you can apply. And if you apply one lesson, just one of these, it's this one. Have fun. Connect with others. Get excited about the possibility. Help them solve a problem. Whether they buy from you or not, just get excited about the, the fact that you have the opportunity to even have conversations with people, right? Forget about results. Focus on being totally 100% connected and present with everybody you talk to. Find some, just find a way to genuinely enjoy what you do. Laugh more, help others feel more relaxed. I always talk about, you know, the best gift that you can give someone is your presence and energy. So ask yourself, am I giving them energy or am I taking it away? If you're the person that gives energy, guess what? You're the one that's going to get their calls answered. If you're fun to talk to, interesting, and you don't let things get to you, whether they buy from you or not, they call you and say, hey, can you help me with this? Even if they've said no to buying from you in the past, but they just know that, you know what? When I need you, I'm going to hire you because you're the kind of person that I would like to partner with and do business with. And so, of course, we've all got numbers. We've got targets. We've got quotas. We've got budgets. We've got all this stuff. But imagine what your results would be like if you could be more authentic with every single person you talk to on every call. And if you could absolutely crush it and nail it on that first 30 to 90 seconds of every single call, imagine what that would be like. Imagine what it would be. You would have 
better conversations. Your, your calls are probably a lot shorter as well. They'd be more effective. You would um, you'd have to worry less about follow-up. I used to tell myself that all the time. Like, if I just nail these first conversations, I don't have to follow up as much because conversions go up. And you're most likely going to create higher value customers. And so, you know, what's the other option? This other option, that this, this thing that people think about, which is, you know, sales is just a numbers game, right? That's wrong. Sales is a people game. Learn about people. Learn more about how people think and work and react and think empathetically and authentically and genuine. And you don't have to be salesy. You don't have to be this closer, hardcore closer. I see everybody just talking about, well, what does it need to be a closer? I need a high converter. No. You just need somebody that's really good at having conversations, keeping things simple, and letting people say, hey, I want to buy from you because it feels better, right? So whether you're just starting out or you've got like all of this experience, man, like go make a difference. Go make an impact in the life of your company. Customer. I will throw this, you know, I, I am taking on some new clients. I'm looking at some new projects. So if, um, if you're interested in getting me to help you out with this, reach out to me. Go to the contact form. Email me at joe at changegrowachieve.com and let me help you with this stuff because it should be fun. It should be easier. Whatever your business, the state of your business or what you're trying to do, you can get more customers. You can get them faster. Do it without having to add a whole bunch of crap on your plate and it can be a lot more fun. So I hope that helps you guys. You know, remember to like and share this, you know, pass it on to colleagues. And if you need some help, let me know. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and salesheroacademy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.